cannot. If <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't seen that yet, I wanted to keep that one as a surprise for you. <laughs> there are some serious shimmies, pelvic moves going on there. I think they should try to recreate that. Wow. In real life. I think it would be really nice for everyone involved. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> uh, welcome to podcast 15. It's our little holiday edition. Um, favorite time for joining us. One of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, I love this one every year. I love um, this one and I love the year-end recap one. Yeah. We've got yeah, a ways to go yet. We have a little ways to go for that one. But yeah. Um, before we start, there's just something that I want to address and uh, just quickly get off my chest. Um, I have it written down because I don't know if I would be able to get it all out otherwise, but so I'm just going to go for it and uh, yeah. take your time, so. breathe through it, <laughs> do what you need to do. Yeah. So, um, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Catherine Rayner and I have a bit of a problem. I think everyone knows that my favorite form of exercise is running my smart mouth. You see, I haven't, <laughs> Tracy, That's keep it together. Fine. You see, I have this undeniable tendency to A, assume that I'm absolutely the best at anything a person can challenge me to or allow me to participate in despite potentially having zero experience in it. And B, not being able to back it up despite my abundance of confidence. What I'm truly trying to say is my biggest character flaw, and there is many, is obviously my humility. I know I need to work on that starting right now. So to begin, I need to say that Dexter Wiseman is simply better than me at everything. That includes fantasy football, obviously. Despite me thinking that I know football well, putting up stickers on a board does not mean I understand the game. Fantasy baseball is another given. I had endless confidence in drafting a team by myself and just managed to squeak out of last in the last week. That was a lucky day for me. Bowling. Every year, Dexter tries to give me a great example of how to perform at a peak athleticism during our Thursday night league. Sometimes I can pick up great pointers from him watching him play, and I'm very grateful to have this opportunity. And just life in general. Dexter seems to excel at most things. For example, I've never seen him throw up and fart at the same time. I look up to him for this reason. The only thing that Dexter is not better at than I am is slamming back some good old hottie dogs. Boiled, of course. Joey Chestnut ain't got shit on me. Oh no, there I go again. Have to start over on that humility thing. Thanks everyone. Just really needed to get that off my chest. Hashtag <sighs> Team Dexter. Uh, no, the start of this show is the press release of the season right there. <laughs> um, wow. How are you feeling, Katie? Well, for those of you who are wondering, I lost fantasy football, and it was not a great day to be Katie Rayner. So there's that. I mean, you came in so <laughs> confident, like so I know football. Like, you know football, like you were confident. I was, and um, you know what? This one actually wasn't my fault because I was in second last place and Tim made the league wrong. And in the last week, he's weeked ahead of me. So um, we shouldn't have even had that week, 
I should have not finished last and Tim should have been given a speech, which he probably wouldn't have done. So you win some, you lose some. You owned it. You're owning it. I'm here for the plot. Can't wait for the next fantasy season. <laughs> I've been consistently at the bottom for two seasons. It's my time to shine. I have no words for you. I am super <laughs> proud that one of us has made the playoffs both times. Yeah, Tracy's been killing fantasy football and so, fantasy baseball. It's has, because like, I have no life and it's my only outlet. Yeah, well, there are worse things. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, she's like always making trades and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Just put the team on the field. It's fine. We're good. But clearly We're it doesn't out. work. <laughs> um, in bowling news, a few things that we can kind of recap here. Yeah. First up, Newfoundland Bowling Tour had their pop-up singles event. So this one is one where 48 players um, all do a three-game qualifier. Top 24 go into a bracket system um, doing one-game matches. And Megan Gallicano won at Holiday Bowl. So congratulations, nice. congratulations to you. That's fantastic. And then Manitoba Open. We're a couple weeks behind, like the boys have already kind of done Manitoba Open, but there was lots of great success for us to touch on. So let's talk about it. Yeah, um, we had 30 individual players with 49 entries and seven ladies made the cut. So I was just telling Tracy before we came on, last year we had 13 ladies make a WCBT cut in the whole season at the five events and we already have had 17. So it's only been three events, so we're like we're just cruising. Um, nine ladies averaged over 250, 22 games before between 300 and 350. And we had six games from ladies shot that were over 350. I just think we're getting better and better, like at these events. Yeah. Like more ladies are turning out, more ladies are starting to make it, the like level of averages. I feel like it would be interesting to see what that stat is. But right. I think we're just like rising above right now. Yeah. Just and like Winnipeg is a prime example of that. Like the Manitoba ladies, they come out like they there were so many ladies from Manitoba who were there to participate. And like a bunch of them, like Brooke made the cut. Alyssa made the cut. Um, when we're we have asked some of the people who are more first time WCBT Cup members to make an appearance tonight with us. Um, we did ask Brooke if she was able to, she has league tonight. So we've been trying to get her on. We might have to save her for like a summer episode when she doesn't have league, but hopefully we'll be able to get her on soon. So yeah, and she I made it. Just, to... There's lots of moments, right? Still, yeah. like once we hit January, we've still got lots of qualifying rounds going on for the masters and open trials are starting to happen sure. and lots and lots of moments. Yeah. 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 So congratulations to her. She made it to the fours on the Sunday. So that's fantastic. Akira, Kelsey, Chantel all made their second cut of the season. So there's just lots of great bowling happening at the Manitoba Open. It's good to see. Yeah. Um, with that, we could probably bring in our first guest and yeah. have a little chat with her. Let's see if I remember where I'm going here. Hello, Amy. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for joining us. Anytime. Still so, trying to compose myself from the, the intro of this <laughs> podcast. Amy. Those boys with the shimmies. Right. <laughs> um, so, Amy, you participated in the Winnipeg or the Manitoba Open and qualified 38 with a 257 average. 
first WCBT cut. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, and then, so you ended up in the play-in round. So for the Manitoba Open, they do the top 24, I believe. That sounds right. I can't remember yes. now. Yes, to make it straight in. And then like the that. next group play in a play-in round. Um, so you were grouped with Brian Askin, Carrie Snyder, and Mark Johnstone, and won one of the matches with a 700 triple, but didn't quite make it out of that round. But amazing bowling. Thank you. How, how did it feel? Tell us, tell us about how that felt. I mean, obviously bowled really, really well. Um, in qualifying, well, like I've had a bit of a struggle this year so far. So getting into qualifying and starting out like very strong definitely helped me. It helped like boost my confidence for the last little bit. So after the eight games, it was weird to kind of like sit back and watch everyone else bowl. Mm. But um, yeah, because you one shifted, correct? Yeah, I just bowled one shift. That's awesome. very nice. So you've come out now to two WCBT events. Is there more on your radar now? I have my flights booked to Diamond Ladies. Awesome. Nice. Good. So I'll be out there for that one. Great. Um, but no Regina or Red Deer, at least not this year. Fair. I mean, so it's expensive to come off the island, yeah. like in Newfoundland, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is the family coming with you or are you solo? Me and... Katie Wells are coming up together. Oh, amazing. That'll be so good. Yeah. Um, so you came out to TPC. It wasn't like the tournament of your life bowling wise. Um, how did that affect your mindset going into like booking flights for another tournament and coming out for another one? Did you kind of have that in the back of your head or did you let it go? Well, after TPC, like it was kind of nice to just see it all like be there and see it all instead of just sitting home watching it on YouTube, I guess. So like getting to compete and be on the lanes with everyone definitely like helped prepare me, I'll say. Um, so that going to TBC definitely did help with that. And then right. I was kind of like, Oh, why not go to another one? <laughs> Flights are why cheap. Not? Let's do it. Yeah, I love that. So like, what's what's motivating you to come out here to do this? Um, well, I told my parents that ever since I was on the podcast after YBC Nationals last year and Daryl said, come out west sometime. I was like, oh, so now I'm finally making that happen. I love that. Perfect. Yeah, that's really it's long overdue in my opinion, but. <laughs> oh, I love it. So. And it's a huge commitment, like financially. Right. And then just mm -hmm. even the, t the time, like the travel time for you guys is a little bit more extended. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. But it's, it's really nice to be able to have the opportunity to get out there and just to compete and see everyone firsthand. And like, cause it's the best in the country and I'm still like in the youth for my last year now. So like, getting out there while I'm still young, I'll say, is really nice. Yeah, what's, for sure. what's Amy, what's next for you, like, on the youth side right now with the one year um, left? Well, I'm currently rolling off for the doubles. So I have zones and hopefully provincials coming up for that. And then hopefully nationals. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers Let's crossed. Go, yeah. Make it a really good <laughs> last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when you're thinking ahead, like, are you thinking open, masters? What kind of stuff are you thinking for adult leagues? Um, I'm also rolling off currently for the open and masters. The next couple sets for the masters aren't until February, but um, we have our open like zone uh, zones, I guess. Mm -hmm. And well, you guys, you did the like, ladies team roll off, right? Yeah, and I, I yeah. so I didn't make that ladies team, but that no big deal. It's fine. Um, but I'm currently hopefully. With two sets left to bowl, hopefully I get the chance to bowl on team with my own mom. So, oh, that would be exciting. I think that would be a good experience. Yeah, but I'm so I'm rolling both open and masters as well. That's awesome. So already like getting your foot in that adult, yeah, adult world. Yeah, amazing. Amy, what do you like? Some of the, obviously you've come out here TPC and then Manitoba, but Manitoba was big for you. Any big kind of takeaways from that event? terms of like your mindset maybe what you would try to continue to work on for some of the upcoming um events that you have definitely keeping my positivity up because i'm one that i get like one bad thing happens and i can get negative so quickly but i think i just it's one of the things i need to work on is just keeping myself up and positive like especially throughout like a eight game set where it's you have your highs and lows Right. So I think that is one thing, my biggest takeaway, I think, for that. We're constantly talking about positivity on this podcast and like believe in yourself. And it's sometimes harder to do once you get on the lanes, but like keep pushing yourself for that okay. because you've got like a long runway ahead of you, right? This under 20 young female group that's coming up, like it's just unbelievable this, you know, under, Talent. The age, yeah, under the age of 20, like it's, it's just incredible. So, yeah. Yeah. When you were looking at your Sunday, like, did your mindset kind of change? Did you think a little bit more about how big of a deal it was playing on a Sunday as opposed to just a qualifying shift? Like, did you kind of prepare yourself for that? Well, after like the last shift, and we got like all the final stats. I was, I looked at it and I was kind of like, I'm actually bowling tomorrow. I'm not sitting back and watching tomorrow. I'm bowling. So I was like, I definitely needed to be like, oh, switch into that kind of mindset. Like I'm in this now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm in the money basically. Yeah. So, and that's hard to do sometimes when you're there and you're hanging out with all your friends and you've been sitting for a while because you played a different shift earlier in the tournament and you have to kind of reel it back in a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I bowled Friday morning and that was, yeah, I bowled my shift Friday morning and then I bowled Baker's Friday night and then nothing Saturday. So I was just sitting back watching Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. And I was like, definitely needed to get myself back in the mindset of I need to bowl. It's a beautiful space to be in when you don't have to play on the Saturday. <laughs> but again, it's a bit of a hurdle as well, right? So it was interesting that you were thinking about that and that you had a little bit of determination, right? <laughs> Going into it. 
Um, Amy, do you still uh, lean on a lot of coaching or are you starting to separate yourself a little bit from, you know, having a true, true coach? Because that does, that evolution happens. It never really goes away, but it's just in terms of like your age and when you're left, it'd be interesting to, to see your thoughts on like ongoing coaching. Well, like I love having a coach with me and I love having just someone with me that, cause I, sometimes I'm too stubborn. So, but like, if I know what I'm doing wrong, I can fix it. But like, sometimes I just need to hear it from somebody else. Right. So I'm a little bit in between of wanting a coach and letting them go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a little, it's, it's just, it's part of it, right? It happens for all of us. But so who, who are those people for you? Person, people? Well, like, like people who I would like to have like behind me if I mm-hmm. needed yeah well like I have my parents obviously um Art Wells has coached a lot of of my success um on the Sunday I had Katie behind me um who else I can't think oh at like a TBC (laughs) with Michaela behind me Mm -hmm. like like just my friends like my close group of people that Mm -hmm. I have any of them really help me out a lot just because I know that that's the positivity behind me right when I need it and that support system yeah uh one thing I was wondering so you have a really solid group of ladies in Newfoundland is there certain ones that you've kind of been watching for years that you've looked up to or players around the country that you're like just take little bits from as you go well, I love Megan Galicano. Um, she's just an amazing person to talk to. She's also one person I'd love having behind me and bowling with. Um, Jen Baker, when she was here, mm-hmm. I watched her a lot. And then we have like Katie and Courtney, Lucas. And I've always looked up to... Um, Oh my God. I cannot think of names right now. <laughs> We're putting you on the spot. <laughs> I had um, Karen Armstrong and Sandy Anderson behind me at Manitoba as well. Amazing. So, like those ladies, any, any, like all the ladies that my mom bowled against too. Like I know their names and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, like I've just looked up to a lot of the, ladies around the country. Yeah. I think it, it, it helps to have those people, women in your life, like ongoing, because it helps um, you realize like your drive. And obviously, Amy, you're committed to the sport, right? Like coming out, coming out here, it's going to be fun to watch you in the next decade. Thank you. So what are the goals for the rest of the season or for the rest uh, as you move forward in bowling, I guess it doesn't have to be like a season goal, but. Um, I would say with the season right now is I want to make a nationals, whether it be, well, I want to make YBC and then I want to make a nationals on the adult side. I don't care if it's in winter or if it's um, open or masters. I just want to mm-hmm. make one of them. That's my goal. Right. Um, but I also really really want to make the cut at diamond ladies it's a good goal 
and I'm very excited to go out there. So I think it's definitely doable. For sure. I just need to go, yeah. out, I just need to go out and do it. Yeah. That's a good attitude to have, right? Anybody can be beaten on any day and anybody can go and be the absolute best on any day. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining us tonight and kind of going through your first cut with us. Congratulations again. Thank you so much. Have an and amazing rest of your bowling okay. season. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for having Bye. me on. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Len said it best. Like Newfoundland has some unbelievable players and a ton of talent coming up. Like their young group of like 19 to 25 year olds is just wildly good. I mean, everything that Newfoundland is doing right now in terms of the sport, like that also has helped. They have been very committed, right, mm -hmm. to the continued growth specifically for the like the youth. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see if they continue on that same like pace, like path. Yeah. I think it, it, they're just going to continue to have some a lot of success. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they've invested so much time into like their bowling school yeah. and just having, you know, bringing in coaches, having their coaches that are there because they have such an abundance of knowledge there as well. Um, yeah. It's they're just really developing the program and it shows yeah. as they're and like coming out of tour events as well. Right. And the participation around that and these little pop up events they're having is just fun. It's obviously fun to watch, but also good for, for our sport. For sure. All right. We are going to move a little bit over and go kind of to some of our hometown people from the winner for the Manitoba. I keep saying Winnipeg open, but Manitoba open. Uh, <laughs> we just struggle with the whole Manitoba just, thing. Hey, I, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, Northern Manitoba and Northern. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, I just reminded you. <laughs> yeah, like, here it is. It's back. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to bring in our next guest here. Hey, Jessica, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Oh, oh sound. Good. We need you to speak up maybe a little bit. See, see if, if we can, can adjust the mic volume. I should be able to bring it up here a little bit. There we go. All right. So welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Congratulations on making the cut. Thank you. It was yeah, surprising. Jessica, <laughs> 278.5 average, 22, just over 2,200 to qualify. That's amazing, amazing bowling. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely felt good. <laughs> Love how when that like, happens, right? It just felt good. That's all. the only way I can explain it. That's awesome. Has like, have you had like an average like that in an eight game qualifier before? Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I think this was my highest eight game. That's a big score, right? You should be really proud of yourself. Yeah, I'm not one to watch um, the scores or other people or or the leaderboard or anything like that. So I know when I'm bowling good, I'm bowling, no, I'm bowling well, or I'm not, or, and I knew I was bowling well, but I was just like, it's, it's, I'm just bowling well. And then to walk over at the end and look at it, I was like, I, 
Wow. Oh, I bowled okay. really well. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was really awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So was, going, I, I was definitely surprised. Yeah. So going back in time a little bit, you're coming off of a national gold medal at Masters on the Winnipeg Manitoba Ladies Tournament team. How was that? Yeah. Yeah. That was unbelievable, actually. It was, I, yeah, it felt amazing to be with those ladies. Like, we, as soon as that team was formed, we knew, we all said, like, this is magic. There's something yeah. here. And even throughout practice, like, we just knew it was, it was going to be good. And then, yeah, in the midst of it, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it that, still is I mean, that team, it. we've we've interviewed, you know, portions of that team before we had them on the podcast and it did sound special. It sounded like really supportive, unconditional, um, that you guys had each other's backs. Like, like it just all kind of fell into place and you may never experience that again, or maybe you will, but like those are rare to have teams like like that right. clicked so uniquely nicely right so that's awesome exactly like nobody you know even if we're like somebody was bowling not well they came off the lane and we're right back at it cheering on whoever was next like yeah. you had by the end of the day i know like Donna and i room together we would look at each other how did you bowl <laughs> because it was a team we were in it for fun. the team we were not in it for our own yeah like it was fun we were having fun and it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. So Jess, remind me, I'm going to try and think about who was on that team, but it was yourself. It was Alyssa. It was, um, Jana, Karen, yep. Karen and Brooke and Brooke Jana, and yeah. Sandy was the coach. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. That's awesome. Um, so kind of shifting gears now to WCBT first cut, right? First ever WCBT tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's so, incredible yeah, it for it to be like the first event you've ever come to and then to make the cut and finish third in qualifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely, it was a big decision. I wasn't even gonna do it <laughs> at first. And then I had a talk with my husband and just, you know what, I think this is the time, like it's here, why not get my feet yeah. wet and just kind of give, get a feel for it. And yeah, I got a feel for and it. And you got the feel for it <laughs> uh, for sure. I, yeah. yeah. I so what was kind of <laughs> I, uh, going you, through I your mind either way? From Regina. Um, yeah. I didn't really like going into it. I didn't really have anything in my mind about it. I wanted to go in, I wanted to bowl, I wanted to bowl well, um, and just kind of see how it goes. Uh, I didn't even really, <laughs> I didn't look far into it to even know what the format was. I knew it was eight games. Sure. Okay, I'm going in and bowling eight games. That was it. And so, you know, I had a great lane draw with some amazing people, Holly Chukowski, um, Jesse Leet. It was great. Um, we all were behind each other as well. So it was, it was really good to, good feeling. We were all there. Um, and then after I remember looking at, uh, who was it? Kyle Young. <laughs> I was like, okay, hey, what, what happens next? 
what do I do? Because I have no idea. Where do I go from and here? <laughs> One experience. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking. I mean, you might have a lot of memories about that weekend, but do you have one that just shines, a moment that shines in the weekend? Uh, actually, it was probably being able to to be there because for those uh, finals and and watching like Alyssa and Brooke go at it and be there and cheering them on and seeing their fight, it, it really... Uh, it really made me see some some stuff that I really want to practice and get better at that, my focus, and uh, just being able to, to do that. It was it was really awesome to watch. Now, Jess, I, I don't know you very well, but I'd love to know more about you. So, like, how long have you been bowling? Like, are, are you from Winnipeg? Like, I just want uh, some nuggets. For sure. I am from Winnipeg. Uh, I've been bowling since I was three. <laughs> I've awesome. taken four years off just with my kid. Um, yeah, I know YBC. I didn't really, I made it to one provincials. And so coming out of that, I just bowled my, you know, fun leagues. Uh, I worked at a bowling alley here as well. So I got to see other tournaments and then I finally made the decision to try it out. Um, and then that's how I got into masters. So you're playing, you're playing league. Are you playing league? I am. I bowl in the Friday night league here at St. James. Awesome. And that's the only one I bowl. <laughs> does, your, does your husband bowl or like, I don't know the age of your kids, but are they bowling yet? No, not yet. Um, we've, we're pretty busy on the weekends right now, but I definitely want to look at getting them into it next year. I also have a little guy that, that has cerebral palsy. So I want to, see if we can get him in there as well that's amazing yeah. that's definitely on the on the books for next year nice so one of the things i know that came up last week when the guys were trying to come up with some wheel questions and things somebody mentioned like wanting to hear from some of those players who are having that success making cuts going and winning national titles but also have that like home life kids mom role like how are you balancing that how are you prioritizing what events do I go to? What am I at home? That kind of thing. Right. And that's, that's the biggest one. Like I would definitely want to play in more of these tournaments and, and the cash tournaments and the diamond ladies and stuff like that. But a lot of the time it's just not feasible. It's hard with the ones. Stay at home mom. <laughs> so I'm all, I gotta be home. And so masters is easier to work around is on the weekend. I can, my husband's most likely home. Friday nights is our, it's guaranteed. <laughs> We're like, that's okay. Yep. That's, that's your time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then if there's any other tournaments, we kind of talk about it and we have some help that we can definitely use <laughs> when it's like lean on. Yeah. And so yeah. is open a uh, part of what you'll play, try and qualify for, or just strictly masters? It's for right now, it's strictly masters. I've never bowled the open. It's definitely something that I would want to do, but I don't think it's, it's, I'm ready yet. Uh, maybe once the kids are a little older. Mm -hmm. Being away from masters, that was the first time I was away from them for nationals. And it was hard. <laughs> it was a hard time, but it was yeah. great. 
be able right. to do that. So yeah. I think we'll, we'll stick with Masters for right now. Masters in yeah. Winnipeg this year, right? Yes. So Which hometown. Yeah. yeah. How was it making a cut? Like, so with WCBT, this one was in your hometown? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. How was that? Like you have your, all your people there. Did your husband get to come and watch with the kids at all? He didn't. He had, uh, he had to go pick up my kid or our kids. Um, but it was still awesome. Like we had, Karen was there. Sandy was there. Uh, I ended up bowling, like I said, with Holly and I, uh, at the, on Sunday I was with Brooke. So that was awesome. Cause we bowl on Fridays together and then to have her there as well, we were cheering each other on to, to bowl again with Derek Orn, who just moved away this past mm -hmm, year. Right. So it was nice to have the people around us and those people backing us behind too was awesome. Yeah. I love hearing people's takeaways from tournaments. Like I know we ask that to almost everybody who comes on, but like, do you have any like big takeaways or lessons that you kind of can implement into your game moving forward? Uh, I actually was coming off of a really, really bad master's tournament. So this really did show me that I, I have it. Like I can do this. Uh, it's all about mindset. Positivity is my biggest thing coming back after my three years away. I've, it's, it's bowling. It's whatever's mm -hmm. on the lanes, lanes. You come off and you do what you can. But um, I think definitely watching everybody bowl and just seeing never, not my, not only the focus but their fight was a big takeaway for me um i like to have my fun but i want to be more focused and you know zero in on my goal at the end of that as well right that's a great like just perspective to have on it because there is so many people at those events that you can just see them like dial it in and just oh i need to shoot 850 for the last three okay and then you can just yeah. see that like switch turn on right exactly. yeah you see, i saw it with like well we see it all the time with Alyssa and then brooke as well and so it was really amazing to to see it and it, yeah it was great yeah well congratulations again on a phenomenal tournament 22 28 is a remarkable score you should be very very proud of yourself Thank you guys. Keep so hanging out was... with those Manitoba women, right? They're strong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck in the rest of the season and masters qualifying. And hopefully we'll see you at nationals. Yes. Well, you'll probably see me no matter what, but yes. <laughs> thank you so I guess much. We have to make it there too, but <laughs> all right. Take care. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, bye, Jess. Amazing. I didn't realize it was her first cash tournament with the WCBT. Like, I knew it was first cut, but I didn't realize it was, like, the first qualifying shift that, like, she's thrown. That's 100% success rate. Yeah, it, that's, I mean, it's incredible, right? And, like, what that does just for your uh, mental uplift i guess you could say like like what what's going to happen for her she's coming off of like pretty two wild things masters gold is not easily attainable they did it 22 28 is a massive score right yeah. so she, she keeps working um working on her game and 
And obviously she's got some things that she needs to, you know, shuffle around with a family and everything, but yeah, good asset for uh, Manitoba for sure. Yeah. Just checking in on Alyssa here. I see she's in the background, but her camera's not on. So I'm not hundred percent sure she's there. So we'll just check in. Um, oh, not quite. Okay. Uh, You're pulling so, Carrie. Yeah, I am pulling. Well, I haven't pressed any buttons yet, so I'm not. Okay, so it's not. <laughs> it's not quite there. Yeah. <laughs> My brain's a little misfunctioning, but that's it. To be oh, fair, Katie, you at school and you did have your kids' Christmas concert tonight, so you're juggling a little bit today. Yeah, we definitely had to. Uh, my kids were like, what are you doing? I'm like, Go worry about yourself. <laughs> I have a job to do. <laughs> Alyssa just texted me that she has a new computer and she can't figure out how to turn the camera on. <laughs> oh, okay. So no worries. We're just, we're figuring yeah. it out here. Oh, we're good. figuring it out. There may be a setting feature, Alyssa, that you would need to turn on. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, we could even bring in while she's working to figure that out. We had someone who was there supporting Alyssa nonstop in that Sunday that we're going to just pull in early and then oh, I love we'll, that. we'll roll with it. So yeah. uh, we're going to bring her in here. Hey, Chantel. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello, my good. friend. How are you? Good, good. Yes. You, you oh, had me oh tonight. You, you look awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you had leak tonight, yes. and we were hoping yeah. that you could make it in time. Mm -hmm. So thank you for, and actually, this is working out awesome because Alyssa's having a little computer yeah. uh, challenges <laughs> tonight. So when, when so, Kate, she's oh, good. Okay. She, she's yeah. good. Yeah, we can bring her oh, in. Oh, no, nope, she's not good. Never mind. She's not <laughs> good. Keep going. Keep going. Well, one of the things on. that Katie and I, we do like a little 15-minute connect be before we kind of know what the podcast is going to look like. And I wasn't at Manitoba Open, but I definitely watched a lot, of course, and I'm always rooting for the mm -hmm. females mm -hmm. who are playing. So what I did notice is that when Alyssa was playing, I noticed that you were like in the pit with her. <laughs> You were right down. Yeah. I, like, I, I couldn't see how much support she had, but I oh, could tell wow. that she had a lot of, like you specifically, mm -hmm. Mode was there. Like I couldn't see beyond that. But I thought to Katie, I said, we've got to try and get her on because it was really interesting to me. It was so striking. It was probably the most female empowerment in the sport mm -hmm. that, I mean, we're constantly seeking it, but you could yeah. visually see it on on the the on the live stream which was amazing tell me about like all of that and why that was so important for you to be like right down there with her and i know there's other women who are supporting her as well but mm -hmm. you just happen to be on camera yeah well there you go yeah um not that i wanted to but hey <laughs> it is what yeah. it is um i like i don't really know why but what i can say is that competing against the guys like sometimes can be very intimidating right and i wanted her like to know that i had her back a hundred percent no matter what um like we have to encourage each other and we have to like let them know like 
every lady that they can do it they as well have the support of all like the like lady the community what we yeah they call it and i thought it was very important and like yeah. to show her that yes i was there for her yeah i thought it was just really incredible especially because like you also had a fantastic tournament you made the cut you qualified 30th overall average mm -hmm. 262 sunday finals obviously didn't quite go your way but instead of going and sulking or going and just kind of <laughs> removing yourself you chose to take the energy and put it onto someone else and try to help someone else as well yep. so um we can even bring her in as well and have a conversation together sure for a bit. Yeah, so. let's do that here's miss Alyssa, picture and hey all guys. look oh. how crystal clear she looks with that new computer oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i apparently uh i had to hit f10 and then oh. my camera worked i don't i don't know but anyways it <laughs> you're here so yes, we were just talking with Chantel, I mean, first of all, congratulations, another fantastic event, qualifying eighth overall, making it into the Sunday finals, and then running all the way to the fours. Um, Thank you. And I'm a WCBT member this year, ladies. I took my, your advice from last season. <laughs> Look at that. We're right? making changes, Tracy. <laughs> and yeah. currently potentially could be one of the first females yes. to compete in the tour finals if the season continues mm -hmm. the way it's going yes. so that would be definitely very exciting that would be like the ultimate goal i've been playing the cash tours since i was like 16 and then they uh, made the wcbt this is my first year as a member in this whole entire time um so yeah that would be a pretty cool accomplishment i mean obviously not getting too ahead of myself here but uh, i do have a wedding and a school program to finish <laughs> and all the other things so we'll see uh i yeah. do plan on still making regina uh, but then after that i'm not really sure where else we're gonna get to but yeah but yeah it would be yeah. uh, very cool for sure if that happened. So here's a lesson to all the ladies who have not made themselves a tour member yet. You can be in the top 12. <laughs> you could be the next yes. Alyssa Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just chatting with Chantel about, um, we noticed on the live stream on Sunday, especially during your match in the fours that we could see her right there on camera. Every shot she was like, it was like she was throwing the balls with you. How was that having mm -hmm. that support system behind you? Honestly, it was super great. Like, I don't know if I actually thank Chantel personally for that. I think I might have. I don't remember. Yes, so many emotions. So um, I definitely meant to if I didn't. But yeah, it was just super nice, like having someone that felt like they were in the pit with you at that point. Um, I mean, obviously, like I always have Dwayne in my corner and his whole family was there, which was amazing too. But like to have that one person that was right at the like right in the pit, right as you were coming off the lane, um, just uh, whatever. I think there was a, a joke where she'd like smack my ass if I threw a bad ball and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and you know, it, it just kind of takes a little bit of that like pressure off. I mean, you go on the lane and you're so tense and you're so like, hey, like we got to throw the shot here. Um, this is what keeps the game alive or this is what makes it like one more frame until it's actually over or whatever it is. And it just reminds you to take that breath and relax mm -hmm. for a second, have a little laugh. And, you know, it's so exhausting, like holding yourself mentally together 
for such a long period of time, but you are allowed to let it go. Um, so that was just a really good reminder uh, and having those conversations too, of when those like thoughts of self-doubt start creeping in sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've bowled all these games, you're getting tired. You probably should have eaten like three games ago. And it, like all these things are kind of creeping mm-hmm. forward. Um, it's just definitely nice to have someone there to even fill up your water bottle, you know, grab you a mm-hmm. salad, whatever it is. So yeah, no, I really appreciated that for sure. What I saw and why, like, why I wanted to like talk about this is, you know, Dwayne was pacing. This is what I saw, like, you know, live streaming, <laughs> pacing. Chantel was swaying. Like, you wouldn't have seen any of this unless maybe you go back and you've watched it or, mm-hmm. you, you know, you watch it I multiple should, times. I but it, it's really interesting to see what was happening around you. You were eating, you were having something to eat. Um, against um, Matt. So that's that hunger thing Mm -hmm. that you probably were talking uh, about, you know, during that time. But I think it's really interesting Two individuals, and I know you had a lot of crowd behind you, but you've got one who is from Quebec and one who's from Manitoba. And so what I'm talking about is this like pure friendship that is starting to happen within our bowling community Mm -hmm. and how we're supporting each other. It was like, really like a lot of you could feel you could see the love on the live stream and that's pretty remarkable Mm -hmm. Alyssa yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that that's definitely something uh I'm super grateful for I mean like especially playing more and more of these cash tournaments and stuff like getting to know these people on a different level Mm -hmm. and like getting to hang out with them outside of the bowling world and like just having these relationships I think like especially in women's sport Um, Mm -hmm. it can be so petty and it can be so competitive and it can be so me versus you instead of like, man, I want you to win this just as bad as I want to win this type thing. And so I think like back to what Chantel said earlier, it's just like really important to know that like we have each other's backs and things. I like, I've actually had a conversation with Brooke, um, uh, I think she had texted me a couple of days after the tournament and just had kind of thanked me and Dwayne for being in her corner the whole weekend and stuff like that. And I said, I think it's very rare that you find like women in your competitive sport where like they want you to win just as bad mm-hmm. as they do. Yeah. And like to be in your corner and like that only genuine of like lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that like we're making a transition towards. Um, and like just in the bowling community in general too, right now that there's more and more women competing, like in these WCBT or in like just cash tournaments in general, um, like why can't we? Right. And I think like at the end of the day, that's kind of like making that shift, um, because there's more and more of us like continuing to compete. So I think that's really great. Chantel, like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but your body language and like just how you were in the pit, it was almost to me, it seemed like a win for Alyssa was like a win for you, a win for the ladies, right? Like it's been so long since the ladies won one of the cash tournaments. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could go back. I think Jen Baker was probably the last one that's won an event in Red Deer, but that was years ago. 2017, maybe? Yeah, it's been a while. Is that kind of where your mindset was at? Like if Alyssa could pull this off or if Brooke could pull this off, they're both in the fours. We have a 50% chance kind of at this point. It's a win for the ladies. ladies, Absolutely. (laughs) And it's like I mentioned earlier, um, like sometimes it it can get intimidating bowling against the guys, but we can be as, as intimidating as them. And Alyssa, 
in Gatineau, we call her the rocket launcher. <laughs> her ball is so powerful mm -hmm. that it explodes. And I mean, it's, it's so yeah, it's, yeah, love, love all around for all ladies. <laughs> yeah. You will, and like, even want to talk about the transition in the sport because I always felt like the men can be intimidating and we're learning from that. And that's important as we get exposure by playing these events, because if we played like an open or we play a masters, we play against women. Right. Yes. And this is one of those times where we're, we're competing against men and it's like, basically like we're all on an equal playing field and we should be proud that we can even compete at that level. Even though I know Diamond Ladies Classic is like focused for like a female only um, mm -hmm. event, which I also think is like in incredible. But I see a transition as well with the men, men supporting women more than ever before. Mm -hmm. um, like it, it just seen that happen by default as the sport's grown, as some of these tour events across the country are starting to be implemented. And I think it's like it's a powerhouse because we continue to learn from each other and hopefully they learn from us as well, right? In terms of mm -hmm. how we maybe focus a little bit differently on, on the game because we don't all tick the same way. None of us tick the same way, mm -hmm. right? I look at Matt Harms, he's fierce and the way he approaches his game is a lot different than maybe someone who is a little bit more, has a more aggressive nature, right? Mm -hmm. in or fierceness on, yeah. on on the lanes, right? Like a Bradley Tick. Outward, outward fierceness as opposed totally. to that. In yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's all there's all different levels. And we have that in, in females as well. So anyways, it's just incredibly uh, interesting to watch what's happening the last couple of years since we've been back from COVID. Mm -hmm. True. Alyssa, was this one different being at home? Like, uh, yes and no. I think that there's like a, a level of comfortability. Um, I mean, I'm not playing in the St. James Friday League this year because uh, I'm going back to school. So I uh, I chose to not play. So I hadn't actually played at St. James, I think, in like two weeks prior to that. Um, actually, I think we had like a fun tournament or something, but I didn't play very well. Um, and so I, I laughed because I do find that I struggle at St. James sometimes uh, and that I have those same thoughts of like frustration of like, oh, that should have went and it didn't go and things like that. But then I looked at the last three tournaments now of the Manitoba Open, the one before they were with the WCBT in the last two. And I've shot basically the same score within 10 pins all three years. So there's certain, like <laughs> obviously a certain level of comfortability that comes with that. And I don't know if it's like that, this is my house. So like I'm confident here or I don't, I don't know what it is, but um, obviously it always feels good to, you know, do something like that in a local center, um, where you feel like, you know, you've practiced on here a million times. So why can't today be your day type thing? Um, mm -hmm. yeah, the qualifying shift doing it in, in one shift again was also ultimately like how you want to want to draw it up. Um, but yeah, then running to the fours, there was, a, was a point, I think I was like in the sixteens and just the way I was throwing the ball and the confidence that I had, I was like, why can't I go farther? Um, you know, I think I like ran out of gas at the end and every match kind of came down to those last couple frames. So never having to like give up that fight and like fighting right until the very end was mm -hmm. a really cool thing too. But having all the local support of like Dwayne's entire family was there. And like, obviously we're really good friends with the Divinis and like mm -hmm. they were all in my corner too. And yeah, it was just pretty, pretty crazy, pretty surreal mm -hmm. for sure. 
think it's normal. Like, do you like to eat when you're bowling, Alyssa? Or was it just one of those things you're just in the moment and then you maybe forgot to fuel? Yeah. So I like, I generally do try to eat when I'm bowling. I know adrenaline really plays a factor in whether I feel hungry or not. Um, <laughs> and then you start feeling yourself deplete and you're like, uh Oh, I probably should have eaten a few games ago type thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like that adrenaline starts coming down. You realize that like your feet hurt and your back is really stiff and your shoulders sore and <laughs> all of that stuff kind of creeps in all at the same time on, on top of, hey, maybe you should eat because you haven't eaten in the last four hours type thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm getting better at that at Masters. I was like on the verge of passing out before I did that. So I'm making progress. <laughs> The bowling alley is one of those like time vortexes also like you can just be it in is. a bowling alley and all of a yep. sudden the day is gone and you're like oh whoops no <laughs> wonder yeah, I'm it's starting seven, it's 7 p.m I've been here since <laughs> 9 a.m have I eaten or drank anything today I don't Sometimes know it, it, is, it, it seem to be able to fuel with beer no problem right or yes, <laughs> yes. so that I agree <laughs> I want to, I want to learn from your day on Sunday. Um, I'm sure there's lots to learn, but like, did you have moments, Alyssa, where you just felt like there, like I'm not getting beaten today. I'm not getting beaten in this match. Or did you have an ebb and flow in terms of your mindset when you were approaching some of those different um, games? Um, honestly, like I felt the confidence until the very end, even, um, like going into frames nine and 10 against Matt, like I knew that I needed to do something to throw at him, uh, to give it an opportunity to go farther and then make him have to make the shot type thing. I ended up opening nine and then punching in 10, to, to lose it basically. But even like going up there with those shots, like I had all the confidence in the world that I could make the shot. I think my body physically at that point, just like was not at that same level of comprehension of, hey, my brain's telling you to do something, now you need to execute it. I think I lost that a little bit near the end, which is where the inconsistency came from. But up until that point, like every, this is why I love like the match play of the three game matches, because I always find that I come like out of the gate a little bit slow. And then as that second game, mm -hmm. that third game coming into the final frames come, like we guys were talking about how, um, like you see those players and they just kind of flick that switch like that's literally when my my brain says hey you need to dial and it's do or die and i don't know why i like leave it till that point or like <laughs> make myself make it interesting that stress <laughs> yeah exactly but like always the first couple of frames i'm just like okay yeah i'm getting in the groove and i don't know if it's just me getting used to like the new player that i'm playing or or what it is like the new set of lanes i'm not sure um coming off a break settling in and things like that but uh yeah i definitely like in that next little bit i just had all the confidence in the world and at the end of the day um you just have to make the shot because it's all you have control over is what you do. And then whether they make it or not is up to them. So mm -hmm. it worked out in my favor a few more times uh, than it has in the past, but yeah, that was super exciting for sure. I love that comment. You just have to make the shot. Where, where did that come from? Is that just something that, mm -hmm. that, that you've been kind of teaching yourself or. Yeah. I'm going to give Dwayne credit for that one. Uh, yeah, we obviously talk about bowling a lot and we have a lot of these conversations and he's made a huge impact on my, like my mental game and my confidence. And even when you're physically struggling, like how to get back mentally to that strength. Um, and yeah, he's really, really, uh, helped with 
you can't control what the other person is doing. So mm -hmm. if you want to put the pressure on them and you want to give yourself the opportunity, then you do what you can control and we'll see mm -hmm. if they match you. Yeah. You have a lot on your plate. So you've mentioned going back to school. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. I wasn't aware yeah. that you were going back to school. So I, and, but I definitely know that you've got some big moments coming up here for the wedding. Yeah. Uh, so I'm taking an accelerated program through the Manual Osteopathic College of Canada to be a manual osteopath. Uh, it's 13 months. I started in October. So I go beginning of October to end of October 2024. Uh, I'll have a second registration number to be able to bill with benefits. So that'll kind mm. of addition to my massage. Um, but yeah, just decided to throw that on top of <laughs> going on with me. So oh, isn't um, it, you're like Katie, like Katie's taken on a lot on her plate as well. Right. But maybe that's what just makes you girls me. tick. We're right? ambitious women. Yes. Love that. Yeah, that's um, right. We are. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the closest campus to Winnipeg that this program offers is actually in Regina. Um, so I'm driving to Regina once a month to go take my in-class. Wow. Uh, shout out to the Brooks family for hosting me every time <laughs> I'm out there. They've been amazing. Um, but yeah, so once a month in Regina, trying to play tournaments, trying to, you know, still get at the lanes when I can. Planning a wedding, Air Canada vacations is the worst. And yeah, here <laughs> we are. Plug. Little plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving into the rest of the season, Chantel, are we seeing you at any more cash events out west here? No, I wish I could, um, but I have club tour in January and I have mm -hmm. Timmins in February. And okay. the the flights from Ottawa, like are like 800 bucks to go to Regina. It is absolutely so yeah. expensive. It is crazy. So, but I wish I could, but I can't. Yeah, so, but I'm, still doing some tournaments, yes. still doing some cash events, just not with the WCBT, with the other tours that we have in the country. Yes, exactly. And I'm thinking, I'm monitoring flights for the Ladies Diamond. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's the flights that kill. Like, that's what it is. So true, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make sure you check on Boxing Day. I will. There's this app called hopper i think mm -hmm. it hopper, monitors yeah. all like the flights so when it says like bye that's what i'm going to say bye now. you're like bye <laughs> bye <laughs> so yeah so we'll see like i mean you never know maybe i'll just show up yeah and Alyssa, you said regina yes uh yeah and then you don't know past there yeah uh, I am doing Diamond Ladies as well. That one, uh, I had to book a multi-way flight to go to Regina, Calgary, and then back to Winnipeg oh. that weekend. So I'm coming for the Diamond Ladies as well. Uh, really? And then, yeah, beyond that, I'm not really sure uh, how everything's going to transpire. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would obviously love to make it out to Heritage. That one's always a good one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we'll have to check flights. Flights to Edmonton from here are ridiculous right now. The budget airlines stopped mm -hmm. flying temporarily. Oh, um, so now it's just WestJet Air Canada and it's pretty atrocious. My mm -hmm. parents were looking to come out here uh, first weekend in January and it was like $1,400 oh, uh, for the both of them. So they're like, they're oh. unfortunately not going to end up making it, but that's a ridiculous amount of money for a two hour flight. So mm -hmm. for sure. So yeah, we'll see what that looks like in the coming months, but 
Um, yeah, just got to make it through the next three and then we'll kind of play it by ear after that. There's Quebec Classic as well. Amazing. You can always come down. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll be playing, we'll be playing tournaments as they pop up, I'm sure. But lots yeah. to look forward to, right? With Masters mm -hmm. and the Open, wishing you ladies mm -hmm. all the best. Hope that you have a really nice uh, holiday break with your family and friends. Mm -hmm. Same to you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Happy New Year. See you guys soon. Bye. Yeah, you bet. See you. Bye, ladies. Well, oh, she left the stream and then I threw someone in. Oops. There we go. There's my carry moment of the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. We are at our little holiday wrap up of the season. We can bring in, we have three out of the four of our special guests. One just texted me that he's working on an internet problem. He may or may not be able to join us. Okay. But we'll bring in the other three and we can bring him in if he comes in after. Oh. Hello, guys. Hello. 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 Welcome. So I know the internet problem is Derek. You know. The internet problem is Derek. We also have Michaela and Hi, Renee Michaela. joining us with Scott. Um, so thank you guys for just like reaching out to our call out on Facebook of who wanted to come join us for a little holiday cheer. It's nothing wild and crazy. You don't have to worry, but you are going up against a holiday wheel. So what's a podcast without a wheel? What's a podcast without a wheel? Scott's been like looking for a podcast to get on for ages. And he volunteered uh, pretty quickly, no? Listen, he, I got nothing better to do on a Wednesday night. Uh, thank you for being with He's us. already hanging out anyway. So I'm going to bring in our wheel and like look at the Christmas magic that is happening in this wheel right now. <laughs> it's so magical. <laughs> so, oh, I think Derek is. See if Tyler can Maybe, uh, yeah. beat this theme. Yeah, Tyler, your wheels have nothing on mine at this point. So this is this um, pretty festive. It Agreed. is. It's pretty festive. Derek is here as well, so we'll bring him in. We were just giving everybody the rundown that we're coming up against the holiday wheel. So everything on there is holiday-themed questions. We'll spin the wheel and uh, go from there. Can you hear me or no? Oh, yeah, clearly. We can hear you. Hear you yeah. really well. What would your elf name be? Okay. Appropriate okay. because this is the ladies' podcast. Scott, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> what would your elf name be, Scott? I have no idea. Probably, uh, I don't know. We need a like elf uh, name generator. I'll find one while we're while we're doing this. I mean, does anybody have an idea of what theirs would be? No, absolutely not. We are just not creative at all. <laughs> we'll spin be... the wheel. We're gonna come back to that because I found a generator. So we'll spin the wheel I'm for people. Sure. To I'm like, okay, like, hey, can we find this? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. We're Usually, it's like your here. first letter, your first name. <laughs> yeah. True.
One word to describe the holidays. Busy. Happy. Family. Hmm. Relaxing sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, with a new baby, very, very busy. (laughs) When I'm not at work, it's relaxing. Other than that, not so much. It's just busy. I have the first two elf names, just for the record. Scott, your elf name is Tootsie Jinglebum. And, <laughs> That's uh, right. and, and Derek's is Cranberry Jinglebottom. Nice, Derek. I'll keep finding more. Hey. Don't, don't worry. I pulled up mine, Katie, from the elf oh. generator. And mine is Fizby Fairy Toes. Oh, Mine is twinkle curly pants. <laughs> yeah, no wonder we couldn't come up with like an elf name for ourselves when these are like the elf names that come up. I'll pull up the other two, but I'm going to spin the wheel here. Spin it. You should have music going during this. That would have really I know, Tyler. Yeah. Tell us about your tree. Artificial, real lights that are colored ornaments i was gonna say mine's behind me i have the pre-lit ones because as a kid trying to entangle those absolutely not like no thank you the only ones that i actually have custom on my tree is like last year i was five and a half months pregnant with my daughter and we didn't know if she was a girl yet because when we tried to go and get her measurements done she was upside down with her legs crossed so last year on December 23rd, we found out she was a girl. So we have It's a Girl oh. on the back of our trees, our like custom one. So that was a good Christmas present because that was the last ultrasound we were going to have to try and look. So there, we were really hoping we were going to find out. So that was a good early Christmas gift last year. That's so that. cute. If I could take my laptop with me and show everyone, I have probably the most OCD household when it comes to Christmas. Meaning everything has a particular place. There's a color theme. Got a nine, nine foot Christmas tree in the living room, all white, no color to it. About a hundred blow ups on the front lawn and way too many gifts underneath the tree. So do you love white? Cause you're sitting in a white chair. I don't pick the colors. That's not his job. (laughs) Got it. Michaela, what's your tree like? It's, uh, we got like the artificial one with the lights and everything. Like, I prefer just regular white Christmas lights. There's a house on our street, actually, and we drive by it. Their house, like their tree in the window drives me nuts because the top half of the tree is blue lights. The middle section of the tree is white lights, and then the bottom section is all multicolored lights. It just drives my OCD up the wall. (laughs) Not very, uh, not very traditional. But I like the. I don't. We did the real tree one year, and I found like cleaning up the pine needles. Like, I was like, never again. Artificial trees all the way. It is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then you step on them. It's like stepping on Legos. It hurts. Yeah. Derek? Uh, well, it's green and still in the forest. Um, oh. I go to Johnny's and Mark for, or Jen and Mark's for 
That's why it's so hard to use a separate tree. Right. Fair. My family has been making fun of me this year because I got so far as putting up the tree and then putting the lights on it. And then because I sit there on the couch and I spend so much time of the holiday season moving ornaments around, I just didn't put any on. And so I just have lights. And they're like, are you going to put any ornaments on? No. Because <laughs> I just don't want to spend my time removing them when they're in holes that don't like fit where they're supposed to be. So. Yeah, we just put ours up on Sunday. We have a real one, but we're kind of avoiding decorating it because we have a six-month-old golden and we're expecting him to go crazy after the Christmas balls. So we're putting that off and kind of put the nativity set out and see if he's trying to steal those little guys and run around the house with them. So test the process. waters a little bit first. Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah. He likes to pick things up. He's a golden retriever. So fair. All right, I'm going to spin this again here. Do you snoop? For presents, are you a snooper? Renee's like, no. Nope. When I was a kid, if I snooped, the present went back. Wow. So... I did it once, never did it again. Yeah. Grow, growing up, we never had any gifts underneath the tree until Christmas morning. Um, now I live with three people that love to snoop. One, one <laughs> has it down to a science where the blow dryer can come out, can unpackage it, package it right back up together, and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> Crazy part is wow. she's been doing it for 37 years of her life. <laughs> My gosh, that's, that's hilarious. Awesome. My parents growing up rotated their hiding spots, but like, yeah, everything didn't go under and wrapped until like, yeah, Christmas Eve at some point. But we found the one year, and yeah, they rotated it ever since. So, huh. The great part I... now is everyone online shops, so you just get it delivered to your work. Fair, yeah. My birthday's in February, and the one year I went snooping for my Christmas presents and found all these things that I was so excited for, and then Christmas morning came, and none of them were for Christmas. They were for my birthday, and I remember sitting there being like, did you forget one? And my mom's like, no. What are you talking about? And then, yeah, I didn't snoop after that. It was very disappointing Christmas morning when I was like, I know, I'm getting these things, and then they weren't there. I'm like, oh, okay. Oops. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> it happens. Do we want to do one more? Sure. And then we can, oh, oh so close. All right. Last spin here. Who has tried a holiday baking recipe and failed? No baking here. Last year, we, we bake we make baking trays for all of our family for Christmas. And I was trying to do the Christmas crack, and I grabbed the wrong type of chocolate. And just, like, everything, like, congealed into, like, one hard lump in the middle. And I couldn't get it to spread. And I was like, well, Philip enjoyed picking it apart for, like, a week eating it. He's like, it still tastes good. And I'm like, well, at least it's being eaten. <laughs> yeah. I went to a holiday baking thing the other day. And I was trying to – I'm not a huge baker. But I was trying to make the little reindeer – 
chocolates with the Rolo and then you put like a pretzel and then you put yeah, the Rolo and then you an M&M for the nose and too many M&Ms for the eyes and then the little pretzels for the antlers. And on Pinterest, they look so simple and they look so nice. And my friends were on the floor laughing at how deranged the reindeer looked. And so we bailed. We did not make any more reindeer. They were they were just pretzels with Rolo at that point because <laughs> it was not a great look. It was not good. Sorry. Still delicious. Still delicious, he said. We're still delicious. Piecing that together. Yeah, I don't know why the mic went all wonky on us, but uh, does anybody have like anything they love to eat, like the Christmas treat that they're like, I gotta have oh, this this year? Ginger snaps. Really? Ginger snaps. Ooh. I came across these things called laces. They're like lace cookies. You can buy them at Walmart. And they're called Lacey's. I'd highly recommend them. If you go to Walmart, just go through the baking session. And they're kind of like this, like lightly coated chocolate covered caramel kind of treat. They're, they're like awesome. They're called Lacey's. Go to Walmart, check it out. And tell me if you love them. Anybody else? I usually love Kinder Surprise. I always get them in my stocking and it's like one of those things that I actually, my mom will not go Christmas without buying them because we don't do much baking. So yeah, it's like the one chocolate thing that you love, that you love. And I couldn't have them when I was in school because I couldn't get them over the border. So, mm. oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Just a Canadian thing. I think they're, actually, they're actually now in the United States because I was in Vegas. Are they now? Because I know yeah, for the longest we, time you couldn't get them over yeah, the border. We were surprised because we were in Walmart and we found Kinder Surprises in Walmart. Oh, nice. Hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you guys for all joining us for a little holiday cheer. Uh, hopefully you all have a fantastic holiday season and safe New Year's. And uh, we'll see you guys all on the lanes in 2024. Mm -hmm. You betcha. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Best, you guys. Merry Christmas. Have a good New Year's, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Christmas show. Done. Very, I love this show. I do, too. It's just so light and, like... Yeah. Yeah. Just jolly. A jolly good time. <laughs> Well, Katie, thank uh, you for all your planning for the show. Yeah, of course. We have our next planning segment. We have our so next podcast on January 17th. So we have a little bit of a break over the holidays. And uh, hopefully we'll see everybody then. Love it. Have a fantastic vacation and time off from bowling, everybody. And we will see you in the new year. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs>